Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. Now, something I've always done is referred to cross-contact as cross-contamination. It seems to be a term that's used interchangeably, but many people are under the impression that it's cross-contact only and cross-contamination means something completely different. Well, those people are correct. And I have been doing my best to stop using cross-contamination. It still slips out. It seems to roll off the tongue for me. But when we are talking about gluten, it is correct to say cross-contact. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because when we are out and, you know, we go out for a meal at a cafe or a restaurant, if we're asking about cross-contact or cross-contamination procedures and we're asking our wait staff or we're asking the chef the questions, they may think that it's a little bit confusing because their idea of what cross-contamination is compared to cross-contact are two completely different things. So if we're on the right path with them, it's only going to make our journey that little bit easier. So I wanted to talk about the two today and compare them and help you see why they are in fact different and why we really should be using the term cross-contact instead of cross-contamination. So moving forward, I will do my best to keep using cross-contact rather than cross-contamination. So cross-contact is when there's a possibility that gluten can sneak into our food in any form. So there is a number of ways that this can happen. It can happen at home. It can happen in the workplace, school, cafes, restaurants. It can happen when food's being processed. There's so many ways that that food can be contaminated with gluten. So let's talk about some examples so that we can kind of wrap our head around exactly what cross-contact is. So let's just say you have toast at home and you share a toaster with the rest of your family and they consume gluten. There is a risk that your bread will get contaminated by the normal gluten bread when you use that same toaster. So this is a chance where you may get cross contact. So it is recommended that you use a separate toaster or toaster bags. So that's one example. Another way could be someone consumes a, okay, let's just keep going with the toast. So someone has that toast, they go to the fridge, they grab the jam and the butter, and they put their knife into those and they put it on their bread and they put that knife back into the jam, back into the butter. That is now cross contact with those um, items because that has a very, very high chance that they've now put crumbs from their toast into the condiment and the butter, okay? So that is a very high risk of cross contact. This is where I say we should all have our own separate condiments, separate butter, label them, keep them separate, make sure everyone in your household knows that they are not to be used by them, they're not to be touched, they're not to be used at all, and that way you are reducing that risk of cross-contact there. 
Another way could be using the same chopping boards. If the chopping board hasn't been cleaned correctly, then you have a higher risk of getting gluten from that. So that is another way of getting cross contact in the home. Again, if you were to buy a meal out and they're not using procedures in place where they're making sure that they are using, you know, clean, clean board, clean knife, um, clean prep area, that is where there's also a risk of cross contact happening. In school, again, this can happen a lot for children in, a, you know, childcare, kindergarten, things like that. If, if kids are eating, let's just say they're eating at a table and one group of kids have eaten their meal and then they go off, the table doesn't get cleaned correctly. If your child touches the table, they've got a risk of getting cross contact from any any crumbs or anything that might be on that table. So there's risks everywhere of cross contact and it's being aware of it and being on top of it and making sure that we are kept safe or our children with celiac disease are kept safe from these uh, situations from happening. Now, when we talk about cross-contamination, this is a little bit different. So cross-contamination, when it comes to say someone that is a chef, they have a much different idea of what cross-contamination is. And it's more to do with the passing of bacteria. And this can happen in various instances. So for example, let's just say someone chops up some raw chicken and they use a board and they, they prepare that chicken and then they go off and they do something else. And then another person comes along and they use that same board. They might cut something else up on it, but they don't cook that food. So that food has now got raw chicken on it. <laughs> like, and there's a risk of bacteria being passed on to, let's just say some vegetables or something, a salad, something along those lines. And that has heightened that risk now of that cross-contamination being passed on to that food. So it is similar in a way that we have to prepare the space. So, you know, you should never prepare something on a chopping board that's had raw meat on it. So it is about keeping things clean and wiping things down. But in this instance, we're talking about something else. We're not talking about gluten. We're talking about the risk of bacterial infections and, and people getting sick this way and causing other illnesses because of the cross-contamination. So I hope that answers that question and I hope that shares with you a little bit about the difference so that when you do go out and you do ask the questions about, you know, what's happening in the kitchen, how is your meal prepared? If you use the correct terminology, then you're likely to get more of a response from your wait staff and from the chef that is preparing your meal. So I hope this helps. And if you've got any further questions, as always, please send me a DM over on Instagram, the healthy celiac. I love hearing from you. And if you've got any feedback or advice or anything that you want to share with me that you'd like me to talk about on the show in future episodes, please do. And another one I've got for you as well, which I thought would be really cool. If you want to send me an audio message on the DMs in Instagram, 
I would love to share it on the show. So if you would like to hear your voice on the podcast, please leave me an audio message with feedback or anything that you've loved hearing, learning, anything like that. And I'll be sure to share it on a future episode. So that's the healthy celiac over on Instagram. So thanks so much for tuning in and I look forward to talking with you again very, very soon. Have a fabulous week and I'll talk to you then. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, head to BelindaWhelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes People Make Going Gluten-Free Living with Celiac Disease. 